You may be seated, and we're going to come back to that again a little later in the message. Jesus has a lot to say to us today about worry. And I'm going to do my best to not worry about the fact my iPad just told me it's got less than 10% of its battery life, so I'm living with you right in this moment. The truth about worry is this. And it comes out of our answer to the question, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Because the answer is nothing and no one. It means worry brings no value into your life. But boy, we spend a lot of time doing it, don't we? Worry does nothing. It accomplishes nothing, which means worry is futile and nothing more than wasted energy. I'll say it again. Worry accomplishes nothing but ulcers, nothing but an increased heart rate. Here's another way to think about worry. Worry is an insult to the God who said, don't worry. Because worrying is saying, I can handle this situation, God cannot. Worry is saying, I've got this under control. God is out of control. Which means this. This statement is probably going to get me in trouble. I'm okay with that. Worry is momentary, practical atheism. Jesus said, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life. Whether you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See the flowers in the field and how they grow? They don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you little of faith? So don't worry about what we should eat or what we should drink or what should we wear for the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows you need them. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own and that's why Gabe just brought me a backup pack. Hey, Gabe, it's not working. Apparently, the illustration's not going to fly. So, did not plan this, but it's just not going anywhere. No, that's right. We're going for it. <laughs> well done. Think about it. Worries the belief that God can't take care of it, so you will. That's the next line in this script right there. It's taking God out of the equation. It's a denial that God is in control of everything. Worry states categorically that the only solution to your problems is you. I put it in your outline this way. Worry chooses how plus me over Jesus and his sovereignty. Let me say that again. Worry chooses how plus me over Jesus and his sovereignty. It sounds like this. How am I going to get myself out of this situation? But trusting God in his sovereignty sounds very different. It's not a how question. It answers with who. It says, God, I acknowledge these circumstances are beyond my control, but you promised that if I trusted you, that you'd keep my path straight, that you would be my light, 
that you would give me wisdom. So I'm going to surrender to everything you ask me to do, and I'm going to embrace this reality, and I will not let fear control me. God, I'm going to hand over this stressful part of my life into your capable hands. And all God's people said, amen. I got a question. When I was praying, did your heart rate go up or down? Mine went down because I'm in good hands and it has nothing to do with Allstate. Here's another aspect of worry. It's so key. Worry is locked in the world of what if. Faith lives in the world of who is. Worry has a, it has a language. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if my child gets sick? What if I get sick? What if my name is on the layoff list tomorrow? What if my retirement runs up, out? What, what if the world continues to grow crazy? What if Grant goes overtime in the service today? I mean, what if, what if, what if? I love the story of, of Jesus walking on water. Peter's in a boat. Jesus is on the water. And Peter gets wrapped up in the moment. It's just like, Jesus, can I do that too? And Jesus says, yes. As he swings his leg over the side of the boat to do something that is physically impossible, Peter's not thinking, what if I drown on this lake? He's not thinking, well, what if at all? In fact, he's only consumed with one thing. Who is? Who's out there on the water? Who loves me more than anything? Who can talk to storm? And the belief takes him beyond worry and into this beautiful place of a miracle. To those of you who are courageous enough to say, I, I, I'm a bit of a worrier, Grant. Like, all this stuff, I, yep. To all the worriers in the room, drop what if and replace it with who is. So you can answer the questions. Who is greater than Cancer. Who's in charge of your daily bread? Who could walk you through a layoff even if it happens? Jesus, speak Jesus. We all need to know this, that the root of all worry is fear and the driver of worry is control. Because you see, when I'm in the center here, I actually think I can control all this stuff. And then I find out I can't. Some things are way beyond me. Pastor Tony Evans says, worry is concern gone haywire. It tells you you can't sleep now. I'm not going to let you sleep. I'm going to keep you up. It tells you I'm going to make your heart palpitate. It tells you you're going to start sweating now. It begins to dictate your well-being. And when that happens, you've crossed over from legitimate responsible concern to illegitimate worry. We'll come back to this in a moment. God allows for concern. He has no room for worry. Why? Because it's functional atheism. It's saying God can't control this. I'll come back to godly concern in just a moment, but I want us to think about this. Worry fixates mostly on narratives that only reside in our minds and almost never, ever come into reality. Have you noticed that? We spend so much time and energy focus on things that never actually happen, that we can't actually control. And the only answer to it is to exchange your what-ifs for who is. One question may be popping up. Because when I read that scripture, some of you noticed, okay, so God said three times in one passage, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. 
How many of us hear that and go, well, can I at least keep a little bit of worry? Have you seen what's happening in the world? Like, it's, it's worrisome. <laughs> Jesus just said three times, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry. It's a command, not a polite suggestion for God's people. When you are worrying, you're sinning. I know we don't like to label it that way, but we're sinning. So what's the difference then between worry and legitimate concern? Well, to be clear, worry is not godly concern. Verse 33 in Matthew chapter 6 says this, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. When we seek first God's kingdom and are obedient to his command and not worry, we differentiate between wasted energy and worthy attention. Did you hear the difference there? Wasted energy and worthy attention. So let me tell you the difference between godly concern and worry. Even though both of those words are the same Greek word in your New Testament, it's merimnao. But here's the fundamental difference. Worry leads to panic, godly concern leads to prayer. Let me say that again. Worry leads to panic, godly concern leads to prayer. Worry focuses on, how am I going to fix this? Godly concern focuses on, I know who's going to fix this. Philippians 4, don't be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Responsible concern is not worry if you keep God in the center of the situation. Did you hear what Jesus said? Seek first the kingdom of God and my righteousness and all this other stuff will come to you as well. The Bible makes it clear that worry is wrong because it shuts God out of the loop as though everything must depend on you to solve. That's why Jesus always follows don't worry about this with pray about this. Don't worry about it, pray about it. And when you know that God is not deterred by impossible, that he cares for everything, you can have godly concern, but you don't tip over into sinful worry. It really has everything to do with how you face trouble. You're either going to face trouble with God or without him. The bottom line difference between worry and concern is how you position God in your relationship to your trouble. If you keep him out of your loop and you worry, it's not good. By the way, if you face anything without God, you probably should worry. But when you put God between you and your problem, when you put God in this space in between, you don't have to be your only hope. No, God's strength, God's power, and God's design in you brings hope into every situation. You can have legitimate concern, but the problem is not hopeless because the God who's over all of it is your hope. Can we go back to Peter walking on water for just a moment? Peter's doing so good in the story. Jesus says, Peter, you can come out on the water. Peter swings his leg over the side of the boat. He starts walking. He does so good until he takes his eyes off of Jesus and gets his eyes stuck on the winds and the waves around him. When Peter focuses on the wind and the waves, he begins to worry about something. People can't walk on water. And he gets a little freaked out. He stops believing in the who who's doing the impossible and he pushes the presence of God out of his mind for a moment and worry floods in and flushes faith. But Jesus saves him and teaches us the truth. 
I will not worry even though it says I'm at 5%. (laughs) Only Jesus has this kind of a sense of humor. I just love this. He teaches the truth that worry is devastated by worship. It's destroyed and conquered when we worship. At the end of the story, Peter walks alongside of Jesus. But it says this, as soon as he walks him back to the boat, verse 31 says, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Don't you love that? Even though Peter started to doubt and was wrapped in worry, Jesus still saved. Still saved. He caught him and said, you have a little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly you are the son of God. Replace your worry with worship, which is why in the middle of the service, we made a moment to stop. I didn't want you to focus on this. I wanted you to put worship between you and all of this because that's what Jesus told us to do. Verse 33 says, then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly you are the son of God. Replace your worry with worship. You know, in the context of this red letter question, we actually find a covering for our worry. Before Jesus comes to the question, who of you uh, can add a single hour to your life by worrying? Before he gets that, he actually says, I have something, someone, a who, who is actually going to cover your worry if you choose to turn towards and not away. He says, you have a provider. I read it to you before, but now you have a different context. Jesus is going to tell you, worry accomplishes nothing. But here's what he says beforehand. He says, I will provide. So therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than birds? Who of you by worrying could add a single hour to your life? So you can't do this very little thing. Why do you worry about the rest? Jesus says, consider how the wildflowers grow. They don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? And then he asks an interesting question. Why, why do you struggle with faith? Same question he asked Peter. Jesus is telling us, allow your worry to be absorbed in the fact that the God who sustains all of creation is not going to leave you out of his provision. I mean, if God can sustain all of creation, every bird, every animal, do you not think you're more valuable than a blade of grass? The Bible tells us we're seen and valued by God. He provides because he knows you need provision. And it gets better. Jesus says, not only do you have a provider to put as a cover over top of your worry, you also have a father. Your father in heaven knows everything you need, every single thing you need. I better throw this in just so we're clear. Not everything you want is actually something you need. We understand that, right? God knows everything you need And he says this, and don't set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Don't worry about it, for the pagan world runs after such things, and your father knows that you need them. 
Some of you struggled in your earthly relationship with your father. I want you to tell you, I want to tell you this. It doesn't matter whether or not your earthly father provided for you or not. You have a heavenly father who will. Everything you need. Becoming a father taught me so much about the father heart of God. I mean, there's just something inside of you that wants to care for, provide for your kids. And if human fathers who are fallible have that built into our souls, I can tell you exactly where it came from. A heavenly father imprinted that. And once again, if your earthly father denied that calling to care for you and provide for you, this is the best news ever. You have a heavenly father who will always provide your need. He knows everything. And finally... Also in the context of this gift, Jesus says, I'm going to give you a provider. I'm going to give you a father. And wrapped around all of this natural inclination to worry is a king. Jesus wraps up this section on worry and says, but seek first his kingdom and all these things will be given to you as well. And then he says these words, don't be afraid, little flock. (laughs) your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Jesus is saying, hey sheep, I know you feel helpless. I know you feel defenseless. I know you feel like there are enemies pressing in on every side of you, that there are predators all around you. But here's what you need to know. The God of heaven, who was also the good shepherd, who said, I will give my life. I lay down my life for the sheep. He said, don't be afraid. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't need to fear evil because his rod and his staff, they comfort us. Why do they comfort us? Because they're there for protection and guidance. And then it says this, oh, and by the way, covering over all of you this, God has been pleased to give you the kingdom. So it means this. I mean, it's kind of nebulous, right? In the face of of the worry that you have, you have a provider, a father, and a king. So to all of us in the room, to the worriers, to the stressed, to the anxious, stop. Don't be afraid, little flock. You have a provider who will meet every need. You have a father who knows what kind of protection you need. You have a king who rules over a kingdom. And he just said, everything he has is yours. His abundance, his mercy, his hope, his peace, his calm, his comfort, his kingdom is over all and in you. And the name of our king, in case you're wondering, is Jesus. Would you notice something with me? Did you notice how my chart of worries disappeared 
as I layered over top of it the truth of God's word? Right? We started here. That's scary. You know why? Because this all depends on me. But now the God who said, you can't even add an hour to your life by worrying. And that's why I gave you a provider, a father, and a king just layered himself over top of your worry, which allows us all to just continue to speak Jesus. Replace the what if with the who is. One of these days, I'm going to preach a one-word sermon. I'm going to walk out here and just say, Jesus, and I'm leaving. (laughs) Because it's the best thing that we have. There's power in the name of Jesus. Demons tremble, and so do worries in the face of of King Jesus. Jesus says, you don't have any control, but it's okay because I have complete control. It doesn't matter if the, worry lo- the world looks like it's going to completely fall apart. Don't you worry. There's another kingdom in place that resides and carries his children home. You don't need to be worried. Can you have legitimate concern over things like your iPads at 2%? Sure, that's legitimate concern. But it crosses over, right? Because if Jesus is in the center of it, who needs an iPad when you have the word of God in your hand that says, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? We don't need anything more than this. He's enough. We say that. Will we live it this week? So I already know what's going to happen later on this afternoon or tomorrow. Something's going to push in on you. And now you have to decide what you're going to do with it. Speak Jesus. Whatever comes, he knows. Doesn't surprise him. Feel the safety of a provider. Embrace the love of a father. Take a knee in front of your king. When you do that, you don't have to worry about anything. So we're going to finish the same way we started. We're going to sing about the goodness of God. And then we're going to speak Jesus. So whatever it is you have to speak Jesus over, we're going to start here. We're going to practice here together. So I'm going to ask everyone in the room, and if you're at home, this would be a great thing for you to do. Would you stand with me? Let's speak Jesus. God bless you.